The following episode is brought to you by A Beginner's Guide to Nutrition. Are you struggling to create healthy eating habits and maintain a healthy lifestyle? Do you find it challenging to know what to eat and when to eat it? If so, I have the perfect solution for you. My simple guide teaches you not to demonize food groups like fats and carbs. You will learn what to eat to lose weight and maintain your physique. You'll also discover how to build muscle, endurance, and strength. Taking accountability for your lifestyle is one step in the right direction. Learning to rehabit ourselves and eating this, not that, will also help you become the best version of yourself. Realizing that you need to learn how to eat in order to live in moderation is a challenging admission for some to make. The ability to determine that skipping breakfast sets you up for bad food decisions throughout the day sets you up for success in your fitness journey. But that's not all. After you've learned to create healthy habits and food choices, this book doubles as a food journal. This enables you to meticulously track your meals and have a quick reference on what foods to eat all in the same place. This is a blueprint to create a newer and healthier you. Don't wait any longer to take control of your health and wellness. Order my guide today and start becoming the best version of yourself. The link will be in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's Called Soccer, the show where I discuss soccer from the perspective of an American sports fan. I'm your host, Michael. Coming up on today's show, I'm going to briefly talk about the January transfer window, Liverpool struggles, the Arsenal versus Newcastle match, Erling Holland's brilliance, Chelsea FC's messy pursuit of Enzo Fernandez, and the USMNT telenovela drama series it's a jam-packed episode so strap in the january transfer window is open And while we already saw a surprise move by Liverpool for Cody Gakpo, it is way too early to really digest all of the crucial moves that have happened, that will happen, that are the potential of happening. But I wanted to at least mention the fact that the transfer window is open because all of the rampant speculation and drama surrounding the moves just make for exciting times. And I'm a fan and I'm excited. So the transfer window is something that, you know, we could look out for a future episode on. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Liverpool is struggling. They are down bad 
You know, it's not even fun to watch them be this bad. I mean, if you don't root for Liverpool, that's one thing. But you don't want to see that team look this bad. It's all fun and games to pick on Darwin Nunez for just how terrible he's been at finishing since he's gotten there. He's not converted many of his easy chances in in a Lukaku World Cup style. And um, that's something to look out for. But anyway, you know, Liverpool look bad defensively. They look bad in the attacking and the forwards. And their midfield also is in shambles. Now, they did limp into the break for the World Cup. And we thought that with some rest, with some time off, they could regroup and they can come back strong. But they haven't even looked good since play has resumed. Since league play has resumed. Their loss to Brentford was something different, though. They took a beating. Brentford beat Liverpool for the first time since 1938. And they did this without their talisman player in Ivan Toney. They had eight shots in Liverpool's box in the first half alone. But they only managed to convert two of them. So, on one hand, I'm like, okay, good job, Liverpool. (laughs) I don't know. But on the other hand, it's like, man, maybe Brentford just were missing Ivan Toney just a little bit in those goal conversions. But you know what? Yes, Liverpool has injuries. But this is pro sports. Nobody cares about your injuries. And why is that? Because everybody is dealing with injuries in some way or another. And it's also clear that they are far more than just one signing away from being competitive if they go and grab a midfielder. They need, as uh, one article stated that I read, an injection of dynamism. (laughs) They need that badly. There's much more you can say about Liverpool's struggles. Uh, You can get all into the weeds about it, but I really will just leave it down to this. They need to be careful about where exactly they finish because not seeing them playing European football next year, European soccer is a real possibility. No Europa's League, no Champions League and that is just not something that we're accustomed to seeing with Jurgen Klopp. Okay, Arsenal and Newcastle had a clash. It was set up and billed as a big game between two top five teams. But in the end, you know, we were left with a nil-nil draw with both teams getting one point each on the league table. Arsenal's best period of the game came early when they looked dominant. In the opening 10 minutes of the match, they did attempt five shots. So they were, they came out of the gate pressing they had the foot on the gas they're ready to go but later on in the game uh, in second half injury time to be precise a little controversy ensued with a handball in the box off the arm of Newcastle defender Jacob Murphy now no replay was reviewed and VAR didn't seem interested in review either so the tie between two teams 
shows that if Arsenal want to seriously challenge for the number one spot, they will need some attacking reinforcements as we advance. Because let's just be realistic here. Arsenal's front has been good. Yes, no doubt about it. But can we genuinely expect them to score every single game? The obstacles to getting to the top and staying there are what really define a team's greatness. And we know they want and have eyes for the Ukrainian, I want to say his name is pronounced Mudrik, but Chelsea may hijack their low ball attempts to to secure his services if they aren't careful. Now, there was always no doubt while watching the bright youngsters to be able to score goals that uh, Gabriel Jesus, his presence is simply missed in a big way on this Arsenal team. Once the young dynamic players hit a little bit of a struggle or a wall, they need that veteran presence to show up. Now, where Arsenal's roster depth starts to fall apart for me is in those attacking forward positions. Behind the club's leading stars, they've got some young, talented guys there, but we can't be certain they'll really be able to carry the load because they haven't been injected in any games with any meaning and their lack of experience is glaring. So depending on who they grab in January, you know, I I believe that they need to make some significant moves to bolster their backup attack. And I don't know how many players out there looking for new clubs are looking to go to Arsenal and sit behind some younger talented guys so be on the lookout for some interesting storylines there coming out of arsenal all righty Erling Holland is a beast. Duh, everybody knows that. He scored a brace against Leeds that put his goal tally up to 20 Premier League goals. He was the fastest ever player to do it in just 14 games. And then he turned around and scored in his very next game just to add to his dominance. You know, it's crazy because he's so extremely skilled but he's also physically gifted and fast. There is nothing that any of the best defenders in the world can do to stop him. I think the only person that can stop him is him. A very underrated part of his game, however, is how he plays the game between the ears. He's kind of got like a Peyton Manning style thinking man's ability to play the game but he's added that brain to that physical, big, strong, sturdy body with top-end speed. And I really, really hope you enjoyed the show. Please take care.